Listening to the Digest. This is episode sixteen. Episode sixteen, and uh, on this week's show, got a couple heavy hitters. We've got a pair of Dracula films going back to the OG, the German expressionist Nosferatu from nineteen twenty-two. Really should have planned to do this next year so we could do it on the, the centennial anniversary. But, you know, 99 years. It's pretty cool, too. So we'll be talking Nosferatu as well as Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's going to be huge. Can't wait to get into it. But first things first, let me introduce my co-hosts. Travis, what's going on, dude? Hello, hello. And Paris, Hello. Hey there, hi there, hold there. <laughs> um, we're going to kick things off with Nosferatu. That's where we're going to start. You guys just want to fucking dive right in? Are you guys ready? You stoked? Let's do it. All right. Well, Nosferatu, I've got it pulled up here. Let me read the plot synopsis. Vampire Count Orlock expresses interest in a new residence and real estate agent, Hutter's wife. Film was directed by F.W. Murnau. Was released in 1922. One of the very, very early horror films. Arguably the most influential horror film of all time. Some and argue that, yeah. And it's uh, a silent, a silent film. Um, before we talk about the movie, let me just touch base with the two of you. Um, had you seen other silent films feature length silent films of this era uh travis you can go first that is a great question uh was not prepared for this so uh let me uh, pull up letterboxd and uh go to (laughs) pre-1930 let me sort my watch films by release date um i have never seen a silent movie this is my first one and i think this is not, don't quote me on this one, but I'm pretty sure this is also my first full black and white film. Really? Mm-hmm. Even, what about like modern, you mean like actual like old black and white films? Because you've seen like Roma. I have not seen Roma. Oh my God. The Artist. No. Uh, I've seen, <laughs> is it Pie? Yes. Um, pie is black and white. Pie. I've seen Pie. So I guess I meant black and white. Black and white, where that was the only option. Right, right, right. I mean, I've seen Wizard of Oz, you know, where it's the, you know. The Technicolor version. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is my first black and white film where there that was not a choice. <laughs> I have an answer now. Okay. I've seen a couple. Um, I can't recall if the two early Hitchcock movies, The Pleasure Garden oh. and The Lodger, I think those are both silent movies. Uh, I've seen those. 
Um, Wait, really? On, on top of that, what? That I've seen him or that they're silent? No, I didn't realize. I thought all of Hitchcock's were like sound and color. These are like super early movies that of his that aren't really talked about that often. Like from okay. what the thirties, right? Like the early thirties, late mm, late twenties, something like that. Twenties, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But I've seen The Kid by uh, Charlie Chaplin and The General by Buster Keaton. Mm, okay. Both both bangers, by the way. One could even <laughs> call you an aficionado at this point. No, that's where the list ends. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my experience with silent films is almost strictly academic. So, like film classes in, uh, you know, when I was in college, right? So, like I watched like Battleship Potemkin. I watched, uh, I think the oldest movie i've seen it's not a feature but i've seen a film called something about firemen life of a fireman something like that and it's like five minutes long but it was made in like 1903 that's the oldest thing that i've seen but again that was in an academic setting battleship potemkin was in an academic setting those are basically it i think battleship potemkin might be the only silent film Battleship Potemkin? Oh, yeah. Battleship mm-hmm. Potemkin is amazing. Okay. It's impressive. Um, worth a watch. So Nosferatu. Just, that was to lay the groundwork for Nosferatu. So limited experience with films of this era. Um, who wants to go first? I can if there's no takers. I don't have much to say, so I think you or Travis should definitely go first. I'll go first. It's All my right. pick, so... I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> now, this did feel a little bit like homework. I'm not going to lie. And part of the reason why I picked it was because um, I would probably never click play on it otherwise, just because it's it's one of those movies where you feel like you should watch it, but every time it comes to picking something, it just doesn't really feel seem that appealing. So... It's hard to yeah. pull the trigger on a silent film from 1922, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're not film historians here, right? I mean, you know, maybe we have an appreciation Can't for film be on history. on your phone but... during a silent film, I'll tell you what. Well, I mean, <laughs> some of those title cards are up for, like, literally eternity. So, I mean, you could get some, some phonage in. Actually, I that would like true. to come back to that uh, when Travis is done. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that said, I did enjoy watching this. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was boring, um, but I'm probably in no hurry to watch it again, uh, mainly just because I feel like I got what I needed to get from it. Uh, It's pretty simple of a story. Um, It also has some pretty iconic moments, Mm -hmm. and I do love the look and performance of, uh, is it Max? Shrek. Shriek, Shrek. Shrek. Is it pronounced uh, Shrek? The, it is now. Sure just, thing. Yeah, All the right. whole design the of Shrek. the Nosferatu character is amazing. And it is, I can see why it is so iconic. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, I'm sure we could get into some of the... Uh, 
the themes and maybe the uh, expressionism, but um, that's a little highbrow, so <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, overall, uh, enjoyed it. Glad I watched it. Uh, it's not necessarily like the... I mean, I guess I could consider it a masterpiece, but it's not like a personal favorite of mine or anything. Uh, would probably need to watch it again to you know, really have an opinion on it. Um, but yeah, overall, I liked it. Nice. I um, struggled with this one. I had a very hard time paying attention. And maybe that's just modern sensibilities and, you know, the fact that I'm super into TikTok right now where I can get a masterpiece on there in, you know, 60 seconds, whereas <laughs> this thing is 95 minutes and half of that is title cards. The fucking yeah. overture <laughs> is like two minutes to just start the film. So I had a hard time focusing. Um, <laughs> the overture really sets the tone for the movie. <laughs> They're like, can you get through this? You'll love this movie. <laughs> um, and there were like there were moments where I was entranced. Like this movie has a reputation of being, you know, hypnotic and, and very moody and probably not scary. In modern terms, but like I can imagine watching this in 1922 and, you know, shitting my pants. Like, I understand why the film is so influential. And there are iconic frames and iconic moments that, mm -hmm. you know, it really makes you realize, like, wow, like this thing is a hundred years old and you can right. see it's it, the ripple effect that it had on on the film industry and more specifically horror and, and Dracula. But I don't know. It was also just kind of corny. I mean, it's so different, such a different time, right? And it, this is very early cinema. So from a historical standpoint, like you have to forgive some of those things, but like, I don't know, very early on, they talk about like a werewolf being on the loose and then they show like a, Fuck hyena it's or something. A hyena, yes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, in 1922, like you don't have, you know, Wikipedia, you don't have the internet, so it's like maybe you don't even know what a hyena is, and you've never seen one. So for, you know, there's probably no fucking hyenas in Germany. You know what I mean? Like, do they talk about hyenas in biology? I don't know. So it was like maybe. The strangeness of that creature would have made that more effective. But me, I was just like, no, for real. Is that a hyena? It I was like, no wolf. <laughs> right? I was like, there are definitely wolves in Germany. Mm -hmm. That's just, we know this. Like, why? I don't want to get too off, but <laughs> um, why was it not a wolf? Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I watched it. I can appreciate it. You know, the film nerd in me appreciated it, but I have zero interest in watching it again. Like, this is literally me checking a box on a checklist, right? You know, <laughs> I've seen Nosferatu now. I can say I've seen Nosferatu, and I that's about all it did for me. Not that I can't appreciate it. I just... Had a pretty rough time with it, <laughs> to be honest. For sure. So, 
I thought it was really interesting, Travis, when you mentioned that it felt a little bit like homework before you're watching it, because I felt similarly and much how I've treated homework my whole life. I put it off until the last minute and basically did it in class. Like I'm not watching it as we're recording, but um, I did finish it like, <laughs> I want to say five minutes before we recorded. Oh, we even um, extended the start time. <laughs> We did. When you were said that, I was like, good, I'll be able to finish it. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, you would have been like, okay, you guys need to go first and then put yourself on mute. No, I just would have. I, I just, I, all I really, I was like, the, I know what's going on. Like, I just wanted to see, like, the ending shots, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about this because, partially because I did watch it in such a manner, but partially because. It just didn't really do anything for me positively or negatively, really. I was just like, it kind of felt like ticking a box. Like, it almost felt, like, robotic. And I didn't... It's not like some of the things we've watched where I was, like, counting the seconds until it was over. Actually, the opposite. I felt like it went... The time went by pretty quickly, but I don't know that I necessarily, I don't know. I just feel very, very neutral about this. And I haven't even given it a star rating because I'm still processing. I Obviously, I'm going to at the end <laughs> when we talk about it. But I was kind of waiting to hear what you guys had to say, if you were going to sway me in one way or the other. Because I just, I feel very blah about this. I really don't, I don't have much to say. I mean, the music, I, I actually really enjoyed the music a lot. Which was good, because that was the only sound in the movie. Um, <laughs> especially, there was a theme that kept coming back that felt very modern. And I could not... I'm not a music buff, so I couldn't tell you guys exactly, like... It was like... Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. It was like... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, like, it, it just... <laughs> it was one of the themes. And I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It. it I was almost like, oh, I feel like this, this theme has been sampled more than once, you know, uh, by more modern artists. But I just, and I also watched the second, obviously, after our first movie, and we can get more into that later. But the stories are based on the same story. And actually, as a matter of fact, I have a little bit of trivia on that, because I'm not sure how much you guys know about this. I, I didn't really know much about anything about the history of this, but when I was looking into it, um, this was purposefully, so it was based on Bram Stoker's Dracula novel from 1897, but they didn't have the rights to it. So they changed some of the names and like very slightly and like changed the ending to be like, it's a very different movie. You guys don't know. <laughs> and I guess all known prints and negatives were destroyed under the terms of a settlement of a lawsuit by Bram Stoker's widow after this came out. And then the only reason we have it now is through like second generation reels from other countries. So like some of the subtitles may not even be accurate. Mm -hmm. Like they're accurate to what was shown at some point. But they're not necessarily accurate as to what the original version was shown, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I knew a little bit about the history of that. I mean, I knew it was like an unauthorized adaptation of Dracula. And it's, which is weird to me. Like, they go through the effort of, like, changing the name. Like, it's not Count Dracula. It's Count Orlock. But maybe it wasn't in the original run. I think it was. But the movie opens with it. It's saying that it's based on the novel Dracula by Bram Stoker. Right? So, it's like, if they were truly yeah, trying to avoid, be... you know, uh, that might litigation. Be modern. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> did you guys watch this on, on Canopy? Is that where we all watched it? Yep. I mean, no, I did I have that. Tubi. Oh, you did watch it on Tubi. Okay. Yeah. Well, so did the Tubi version have an opening that was like, this is uh, basically s- summed up how this version of the film came about. Like, it's a mixture of different prints and it's like a restoration and they like no. outlined. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the Canopy version does. Um, so it, it, there was some background there, like right at the beginning that kind of went over gotcha. where some of the okay. images came from. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, I haven't read Dracula in a really long time. So, so that's what I was going to ask if either of you guys had read the book. Mm-hmm. No. I did when I was in probably middle school or high school and I, I loved mean, is it. Is it worth then. reading? I would, I mean, I liked it then. I don't know. I would imagine. Yes. Uh, it's still, pe- people still love that book. So I'd imagine it's, it's short too. It's an easy read. I mean, I read, I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade i would guess it's when I an read easy it. read and it was gotcha. written in the 1800s yeah yeah well, late 1800s yeah 1897 so was frankenstein <laughs> frankenstein was was written in like 1834 yeah, I mean, I or something that either though oh <laughs> it's an easy read <laughs> i mean it's not all fucking you know super like shakespearean prose like it just comes across as you know English that you would recognize unless you're reading okay. like, you know, <laughs> uh, um, a James Joyce or something, you know, who's like intentionally fucking like hard to, to comprehend and uh, right and dense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't know. Four, 418 pages. These better be some small ass pages. That's we're we're talking like 18 <laughs> size font. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I remember it being pretty short, but who knows? I don't know. It was it was Matt over showing half off my his life reading ago. skills. Yeah. Oh, it's so short. It was such an easy read. Whatever, Matt. Just Travis check, doesn't even know how to out. read. God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We've established pictures? this. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I don't. I really don't have a ton to say about it. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't consider myself an expert in German expressionism by any means. So I don't Come really. I can't that. speak to that aspect of so, it. So there was only really one thing else that I wanted to talk about that I found really, really interesting, and it was that like, like in pop culture and stuff, like the concept of vampires has existed for like forever, right? Mm-hmm. Not forever, but like. Long, long time in various forms. Yeah, Yeah, centuries at least. But the concept that sunlight is lethal to vampires started with this film. Like, that's where it originated. Oh, right. Yeah. Because there's that scene. uh, Sunlight in the sense that, like, they burn up when they're in sunlight. Like, it had been a thing that they don't like sunlight. But, yeah. No. Like, well, maybe. Maybe. 
maybe the the nighttime thing i don't know i didn't do like a ton of research yeah i thought they were just maybe weaker during the day but then this movie expanded upon that idea i'm not 100 sure right and then blade perfected it the whole thing about (laughs) (laughs) about vampires not being able to go into the sun is like huge in modern vampire lore Mm -hmm. right right like i just thought that was a thing that must have always existed like they drink blood they can't go in the sun like those are basic things right i just was kind of I don't know the fact that that the vampires existed in mythology like way 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 before this but this made up the um that they can't go in the sun because they'll die like i don't know that that impressed me you guys seem unimpressed but (laughs) oh no i i definitely think that's neat because like i mean like you're saying that's that's part of or at least in many versions of you know vampire films or or dracula stories like that that is a thing like vampires like sizzling like bacon or exploding like so the fact that sparkling in the sun it's not a big deal right (laughs) so the fact that this was you know the origin of that uh that trope is pretty neat um but again like that's cool from a historical perspective right like we because that's so entrenched in our our modern perception of vampire stories it i don't know it can be kind of hard to appreciate just how influential that is you know what i mean because like there's the scene in nosferatu where he burns up in the sun right and it's a cool image right one of the iconic images from the film there's that there's like the shadow scene um yeah, like the staircase uh, one. Ra- rising out of the coffin. Um, yeah. Like that stuff is awesome. And I thought it was really cool and, and and creepy, like genuinely like unsettling, like his long fingers and the costuming of Max Shrek. It's just all the stuff around it that was straining my <laughs> my attention for sure. It's more so just like the totally. storytelling. It's definitely not where storytelling is today. <laughs> As far right. as the standards I go, was... but I, I do think the movie looks really good considering it's like a hundred years old. Just the way like the film grain is, and like some of the shots of the castle and like the ships and stuff. I do think it looks really cool. Like this might be cool to put on in the background of a Halloween party, like no audio oh, yeah, or in a bar. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's yeah. cool images, but the the like act of watching it is only like so entertaining (laughs) yeah so i was really surprised when i looked at this and it was over 90 minutes because i was kind of expecting it for the time and it being a silent film i was kind of expecting it to be like 60 minutes like around there and should have been i don't know i guess yeah and then i watched it and i was like this very very easily and again very modern lens but this so easily could have been 60 minutes and i was just that was probably maybe my biggest detractor for it because a lot of it i chalked it up to age and just you know the fact and and that and and looking through a modern lens and all that stuff but like that one in particular i was like the title cards we mentioned this a little bit earlier but the title cards go on for way too long and i'm like did people in the 20s not read well and so they just like needed this text on the screen longer because they read very very slowly (laughs) what's the deal here 
I do. Honestly, I think that is probably a factor. But also, I mean, this is very, very early cinema. So, like, the pacing was very different. I mean, you watch a film from uh, a decade later, two decades later, and they're, they have a much slower pace, the editing, there's not as much cutting between one image to another. So, I mean, it's... The the medium was still in its early stages, so I, I do think it's a combination mm. of people were still figuring out how to tell stories in motion pictures, and honestly, gotcha. probably the people just needed more time to read. I mean, I really don't know how big of a screen this would have been projected on, right? Like, maybe people had to squint, so they needed to be on there longer to give people well, time to read it. Well, I don't know. I it, watched know? most of this on my phone, so that was pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> to be fair, though, you're watching, your phone is, you know, 4K display no, or whatever. I was whatever, just making a know. joke. But you're right, yeah. you're right, though. But um, it's, it's tough to watch through a modern lens just because we're the pace is is difficult because it's just so much slower than what we're used to right and we're we're distracted mm-hmm. by everything so it was like difficult to give the film my full focus just because my attention kept kept waning especially i would say in the middle third is really where yes. it drags more because like the stuff on the ships with the plague was just i found the most uninteresting part of the film Act, what is it, Act 3? I don't know, Act 4? I don't remember specifically, but I, my attention was waning there more than anywhere else. Yeah, once it went there, I was kind of confused. Like, wh- what are we doing here now? Like, mm. what? <laughs> This seems a bit unnecessary for <laughs> the story we're telling. Um, well, and also on top of that, like, we've all seen at least a version of this story, at least one version of the story before, so... I felt like I kind of knew what was going to happen to a degree. Right. Or at least, you know, the point A to point B to point C. Yeah. Like the general gist of what what the story was going to do. Yeah. Uh, That's a factor, too. We do have to give a shout out to Homeboy's eyebrows. Those were pretty incredible. Pretty impressive. You know, I'm talking about the... uh, Albert Einstein looking dude. Yeah. With the... the, (laughs) Oh, um, Reinstein? Knock, I think his name is. Yeah, Knock in. Mm. Wait, not Reinstein? That his name is Knock. Maybe I'm wrong. The guy that gets imprisoned and is like, Master, Master, that guy? The creepy looking dude with the uh, the very bushy eyebrows. Yeah, the guy who's in the prison cell, right? Yeah, his name is Reinstein, is not? No, oh. it's, I think it's Knock. I thought it was not. You're thinking of well. no, 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 <laughs> Paris. You're thinking of uh, the movie we're gonna do next. No, dude. Tom Waits' character. Is... <laughs> yes, Tom Waits' character is called Ryan Snod in both. Oh I don't think. God. Well, no, because they don't use literal Dracula characters in Nosferatu. Ah, oh, you guys. <laughs> I think I watched a different version than you did. Oh my god! Did you watch the Werner Herzog? No, wait. No, There's no, I did no not. Way. I watched, I watched the 1922. But <laughs> I, but you guys said that yours, or you said that yours had a thing at the beginning, 
that said that this is like put together with different subtitles. And I did look online and it said that some of the English version was put together with subtitles going from the book. And some of it was put together from the original English subtitles that they found a copy of in like 1950, whatever. And so I'm wondering if we watched two different versions where not the film was different, but like the the words on the title cards were different. That could very well be the case. We are because talking about the same guy. Yes, we are. And 100% in my version, he was also called Reinhard. And that makes sense because, yeah. That's that's who that's that who he was. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Wait, so what was the? Um, oh gosh, I don't even want to. It's it's probably a slog. It doesn't matter, I guess. But the character that's like the guy's wife. What is he called in your version? That guy, Hutter. His wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, his wife. Her name is Ellen. Stop. So it's you just Nina. Had to no, it's okay. literally Nina in the version I watched. Okay, so we there so must we watched have different been versions. All right, well, <laughs> I mean that's fine. So I think we, we watched the same, movie. the same images, just uh, different title cards, different character names. Well, yeah, but the title <laughs> cards tell you what's happening. So <laughs> right now, so I'm I like, wonder. It if... sounds like we watched the same. I mean, it's it's probably the same. It's probably just. Like we talked about, it's probably just yours was the um, different version that they tried to make different from the novel, like to, to not get sued or whatever. And then mine was probably the translated version where they actually just used the names from the novel because they didn't know better. Right. But they were like, fuck it. That's Reinhard. That's Nina. <laughs> That's so funny, though. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, okay. What, any, one any last thing to mention. Yeah. Uh, not really related to well, it is kind of. Um, are you guys stoked for the remake that's going to be directed by Robert Bob Egghead? Eggers? Yes. Yeah, dude, it's going to be huge. He's doing. Um, is he doing it black and white? Like uh, he Lighthouse? better. <laughs> he, he has to, right? <laughs> he probably will. Um, yeah, I wonder who's going to play Nosferatu. They should get a uh, Jackie Earl Haley. He'd be perfect. No, it's going to be Willem. Yeah, Dafoe. dude. <laughs> oh, I would love yeah, Willem Dafoe. That would be, that would be amazing. Cool. He's Egghead's De Niro. <laughs> Willem Dafoe would do such justice to that role. Honestly, you guys, like when you first said, "Are you interested in this?" I was like, "Not really." I mean, maybe if I had like a modern twist, you know, more a more modern, updated retelling, maybe. But then I was like, "Willem Dafoe, okay, I'm back in." Come on, he even sounds like he's from Transylvania. Willem Dafoe. That sounds like a book. That sounds like a character in Dracula. Matt, that is like the most British name I've ever heard. Willem, that is not in any way Eastern European. Isn't that German? Willem? Oh, no. His, his, that's, oh my God. His name is literally, okay. I thought his legal name was Willem, but his legal so name is, is William. It William. It's William, William Defoe. I mean, William is the most British name in the world. Yes. Oh, yes. William is. But I thought Willem was like a germ. I don't know. I'm we should move my on. Butthole right now. Um, what were we even talking about? Oh, you, you brought up head. yeah his adaptation. We were talking yeah. about wrapping this uh, this part up. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be huge. Whenever it comes out. 
All right, you guys ready for star ratings on Nosferatu? Sure. Let's do it. I'm going with a three, mostly just because I feel weird going lower than that because I didn't dislike it. I just didn't do much for me. I can I can appreciate it, but some people still, even still, fucking love Nosferatu, and I just didn't do it I for me. I think those people also probably have mustache tattoos on their hands. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> you just nailed it on the head. Uh, what about you, Paris? What are, what, are you, what are you going with? I know you're probably still kind of processing it, but... Yeah, I also gave it a three. Because, like you, I didn't really strongly like it or strongly dislike it. I felt very middle of the road, very beige about this. And I guess that is a three, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> Nice. Travis, where'd you land? I got to keep my cred. So four stars. It gets like a free bonus star, star and a half just for being. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't give it five, bud. No way. That's that's like personal favorite banger territory. And that does not fit that. So. So you 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 as your rule that you add a half star for every um, like half century that has passed since the movie released. <laughs> so, so if it's a hundred years old, it's a full star bump. Yes, but 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 it's only been ninety nine years. <laughs> Gotta wait till next year, man. You'll, you nope. can reevaluate, Travis. <laughs> I don't know if I'll rewatch it anytime soon, but or ever. Never Hopefully. say never. All right. You guys ready to move on? Yes, To the please. main event. Let's get it. Bram fucking Stoker's Dracula <laughs> is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Plot synopsis is the centuries-old vampire, Count Dracula, comes to England to seduce his barrister, Jonathan Harker's fiance. What? <laughs> All right, let me let me backtrack. That's the centuries the whole, old Wait, that's the plot? Wait. The, the centuries old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to seduce his barrister Jonathan Harker's fiance Mina Murray. Mina Murray and inflict havoc in the foreign land. And the film stars Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Richard E. Grant, Tom Waits, cast is stacked, top to bottom. Um, I just sent you guys a text. I know this is an audio uh, podcast. You did but... send us a text, and I I cannot believe my eyes. I, I can. bought that. <laughs> I bought that before the movie was even over. That's how That's much oh Bram Stoker's God, Dracula Matt. rules. This is a masterpiece. First, there was The Godfather. Then there was Apocalypse Stop. Now. Stop. And then, oh my God. in the year of our Lord, 1992, Francis Ford Coppola unleashed his masterpiece upon the masses. It is Dracula. Jeez. It's huge. Yeah. I loved it. Christ. You're stealing all my thunder, Matt. God Fuck yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear some oh thunder. Let's bring it on, baby. What'd you think? I... Too fucking loved this movie. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> oh my no, god! No. <laughs> no, listen. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie. It does have its flaws, but I sure. can look past those. Yeah. And from a visual standpoint, this thing is 
a total come town. I mean, <laughs> ten. Or I mean, literally, it's in. like the horniest movie ever. But yes. oh yeah, I was all for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, just the visuals, the filmmaking, the cinematography, like all the like film tricks or mechanics he used. I just was getting off on. Love the gore, love the sexuality, wow. uh, love just, uh, I don't know, I, lo- I kind of love the goofiness and the campiness of it too. Like it, mm-hmm. it feels like these really popular actors played dress up and did their own little like yeah. play movie version <laughs> of this story and it ruled. <laughs> So it's interesting that you say that because I do think it really felt like a play, but like a high school play where like people can't really do the accents right and everything's like a little silly to the point of maybe campiness even, but it did feel like a bunch of high schoolers got together and then also had some cool like, I'm not trying to shit on it too much because I think there was... I don't know. I have so many thoughts and feelings on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) The stylization was cool, but random and used. You're not giving it enough credit. (laughs) I think y'all are giving it too much credit. No, this movie. This was definitely not like I know Francis Ford Coppola is like, you know, a a technical genius, etc. Blah, blah, blah. I was shooketh when I realized he had made this because it's just, it does. It feels like a bunch of teenagers playing dress up and like, yeah, it's campy. And I was like, once I got into the campiness, I enjoyed it a lot, but it's, it, I mean, that's not, I guess, (laughs) I don't even, oh my God, you guys, (laughs) are we looking at this as a legitimate horror romance drama whatever or are we looking at this as like a culty campy fun movie both yeah it cannot be both (laughs) both? oh my god because if it's both then the drama part is trash it's It's a masterpiece trash no (laughs) (laughs) it's you guys winona Ryder and keanu reeves accents alone are just the most horribly funny thing like neither of them can do a british accent at all and yet they try so hard so hard through the whole movie so yes but here's the thing though so with the camp thing every actor in this movie with the exception of keanu reeves is acting capital (laughs) a fucking acting and i love it Tom Waits is just chewing oh that damn scenery. Like, I I actually meant to mention this earlier. The Reinhold character in Nosferatu seemed more grounded than the one in this one. <laughs> because all of a sudden, when he's going about in his floppy Tim Burton arms, I just, I just lost it. I could not. I could not. I could not. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just... <laughs> See, I don't I, I I think it comes across to me there's an element of camp maybe, but I think 
for me, it more so plays as like melodrama, like intentional melodrama. And I think that makes the love story and the romance aspect of it work really well because it is just achingly beautiful like the way everything looks the the, Wait, the time it what? takes well yeah the beautiful? images are you joking me right now i definitely think so there's some Paris, did you watch shots the right version <laughs> <laughs> i don't this i mean movie okay looks Let me, okay. incredible like there... i can't stress it enough <laughs> i, I paris well I no go ahead strongly I disagree <laughs> i don't like there are some just the effects so there's so many effects that just didn't age well so taking that aside you know that's kind of a i don't i try not to judge a movie too harshly on that but that does take something away from it from a modern viewing but like you guys like there's a there are some scenes that look really cool for example like when uh, Keanu's character is meeting the vampire brides. That scene looks oh, yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that holds up very well. It's very horny in all the right ways. I was here for it. I was engaged. When Monica Belushi just pops up right in between his legs. Yeah. I mean, oh, who yeah. wouldn't want Monica Belushi <laughs> vampire sex? Like, everybody wants that. Not denying that. Like, that is beautiful. I could see that. But another, but take another scene, like where he comes to England <laughs> and meets her on the street, and they're walking through the street. That scene looked worse than any scene I've ever seen in like Sweeney Todd or any other stupid, shitty London street. Like it looks so bad. Are you talking it looks about like the a play, scenes that, that not like look, a movie? Uh, that have like the added grain to them. No, that was also that felt. <sighs> No, I I totally I I totally know no. what you're getting at. Like for example, yeah. I bet you think the the opening sequence looked pretty bad. Like with that red armor and like the way that the so uh, the I scene is like decorated. That. Did you? No, okay. I, the prologue I, so was I, awesome. I <laughs> I actually I don't think I get I'm so mixed on this cuz I actually really really liked that. I loved the stylization and the shadow. And the red, it was very metal in the beginning, and I was actually really, really here for it. But then later in the movie, when they use similar red tones to do action, I felt that felt cheesy and just like a low budget way of doing stuff to me, if that makes sense. So I guess that's why I'm so back and forth on this movie because I enjoyed the stylization at first, but then like. Travis, you were talking about the like sepia toned, like old timey film that just happens for no reason. And I felt it stupid and unnecessary. I, I, I do think that visually, like I don't, I'm pretty sure there aren't any modern visual effects or CG in this film. I think it's all done with the like, blue fire is the only CG. Blue fire. Oh, like the the fire the fire ring. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, like the blue like flame the ring going fog. up to his castle. <laughs> like that's the that 
apparently is the only CG non-practical effect in the whole film. Okay, that that makes sense because the rest of it is like it looks it can look strange and kind of off-putting, but I loved the practical use of you know like the the sets, the miniatures, the 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 insane costumes, the the practical effects, like the some of the editing, like some of the best editing I've seen in a movie maybe ever. Oh yeah, like, some of those transitions. The transitions, the you match mean all cuts, the faded like, and outs. Like I don't. Yeah. There was. I felt like I felt like up to maybe even the halfway, like about the forty minute mark. I was invested with those. Like when it does the map on his face, and I know that effect was created like through actually putting a projector on Keanu's face to like project the map on there, so it was all done practically. Like that's really cool looking, and like when they're traveling. But then the rest of the movie, it's so overdone. Like. All the fade-ins, fade-outs to, to transition the scenes. I just, I was so Paris, over it. it's called cinema. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> to be fair, uh, this movie, it's not beloved. It has its, you know, its staunch supporters. But, you know, at its time, like, it, it won Oscars. People were impressed by it, but... I feel like people don't really yeah, that talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the movie is won, almost like, thirty years old at this point, and makeup, which makes sense. I mean, the costumes and makeup are great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the it costumes won, and like, makeup make sense to me, but I think didn't didn't Gary Oldman also win like Best Actor or something like that? As he should have, or Gary Oldman kills in this movie. So. But yeah, he is great. <laughs> I just I love how over the top the performances are. The exception and honestly the main weak link of the film, which breaks my heart, is Keanu. He's yeah. really bad. His accent is horrible. He's, he's the just... worst, but he's definitely like to me he's the worst, but he's on the same level as Winona. She's also trash in this. Like I can't. I love her performance in this movie. I think she goes for it. And yeah, her accent what? is shit. What? Oh yeah, the acting, her reactions to things. She's, I, I just, foi. <laughs> they 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 vary so widely between playing to the last row to barely reacting to her face making an expression where I'm like, that does not fit what just happened. Like, what are you reacting to? I That's I'm shook by you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I really enjoyed her performance in it. Everyone, Tom Waits was a, a, a just a sh- sheer joy every time oh, he yeah. was on screen. Just the best. Um, Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing is awesome. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of screen time. Oh my god! I so love earlier that when I said arc, chewing though. the scenery, I really was thinking of Anthony Hopkins because he. So he's supposed to be German. He says "yeah" sometimes. Other than that, yeah. how in any way is he German? Um. He, his whole character, I just, this, this is why I asked you about the reading in the beginning of the movie, if I'm supposed to take it seriously or not. Because taking this movie seriously, this movie was trash. Taking it from a campy, fun, you know, these actors are just putting on a show for us. This movie was fucking excellent. And so I just can't get behind you saying that this is actually good. Hmm. Both of you, I should say. There's a lot to like in this movie. I'm not saying it's perfect, but 
there's enough to just, you know, be okay with some of the uh, For sure. negative marks. So maybe a little bit more on like, so we're not just kind of, you know, I feel like I'm just, you know, saying the same thing. But I was, I was going to ask you guys, why, why does Dracula look like a werewolf when we first see him in his like non-human form? Well, he can take the form of a wolf. That is that is him. Yeah. Uh, that scene no, I with the uh... right. No, I get that, but like it, it felt, it felt confusing. Like Kurt was like, "That's not Dracula. That's someone else." Because that's a werewolf, and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, I think that's him. I think it's just he is a werewolf." Also, it felt very. And it, again, maybe this is a more modern reading of like but didn't vampires and werewolves being like enemies kind of thing but i just did vampire lore derive from werewolves like isn't that where uh bram stoker kind of stole the idea for dracula was it like the werewolf tale or folktale or whatever i don't i I don't know that much about the history of it i think uh francis was just trying to jam just about everything he could in this movie from a uh like story aspect and a filmmaking aspect, and just a just a sex and sensuality aspect. It's just like oh yeah, jam packed with blood and <laughs> cum and sweat and tears. <laughs> yeah, this movie bugs. That actually, I loved that about this movie. Like, I love a good horny movie where I actually felt oh, like yeah. all of that stuff was done really well. And it wasn't gross or like too weird. It was done in a very like sensual way, but also very graphic at the same time. And I don't know. I really, really like that. So basically, if you can say anything about this movie, it's that Bram Stoker's Dracula fucks, like you said. True. <laughs> True <Right>. story. Yes. <laughs> um, also, um, any shot of like a horse in a carousel outside looks incredible. Like the silhouette, there's a shot early on in the movie with, with the silhouette, and it's like a, a purplish sky background. Oh my god! And then like the snow stuff towards the end of the movie. Like oh that yeah, stuff just like it looks so beautiful. I don't need, like. Amazing. A lot of that stuff was done with like the miniature sets, like the uh, you know a lot of the exterior shots of the castle and some of the. The, the city right. sequences. But that sequence at the end where they're like racing through the mountains to get to the castle and there's that like fight that happens on the horses and the carriage. Like so awesome and like tense mm-hmm. and vis- visually just ugh. like there's an awesome like it's not really a sword fight, but like Keanu is like going at it with a dude on the back of the carriage and it's just like so well choreographed and thrilling and Honestly, I there's not one single thing I didn't love about this movie. There are things that were strange uh, and, you know, maybe tonally a little out of place, maybe some cringy lines, but I was yeah. eaten up what this movie was serving, start to finish. I was blown away. So one of the things that... I don't know, kind of I felt like maybe should have been explained more in the movie that I found interesting was when like when you see Dracula climbing like seemingly 
like the like not the way gravity would have him do it like he's sort of upside down sideways whatever yeah, yeah. at first i was like oh that's really interesting like we like he apparently like can crawl in the ceiling or whatever and then we saw other things doing it and then the water dripping and i was like hmm that's kind of odd and then i guess but i guess that's because during pre-production uh our boy francie came up with the idea that like when in the presence of a being such as a vampire the laws of physics don't work correctly and that's why also like the shadows act independently rats run along upside down and why liquid drips up like that's all because the laws of physics don't work the same when a vampire's around and i thought that's a really cool and interesting idea to add to the mythos of a vampire but like i just needed like a little bit of a little bit of you know they always say show don't tell i need a little bit of tell on that one sure i think well i think part of what makes this movie so effective is that it's not a scary movie but this interpretation of dracula is scary as fuck like the power that he possesses the fact that he can just turn into a fucking pile of totally. rats and scurry totally. away like this was well, and also manipulate the winds and a yeah. storm like that to me i don't think i've i've seen or heard of that in any iteration of any vampire ever and i found that really interesting like he seemed almost like a demigod totally like just you could view it one way as being like corny because he's like too powerful or whatever. But I was super into the fact that he's like, you know, he's a supernatural entity. And when you're dealing with supernatural make-believe shit, you can just go for it if you want to. And that's exactly what this movie does. I mean, the like like we said, the manipulation of the shadows, the... If, unless... I'm wrong here. I think this was also the first time Dracula was portrayed to be like a giant, like bat creature, like a humanoid bat creature. Cause that's been done in yeah. the time since then. But I think this movie did it first where he can, he can literally transform into like a, a monster, like a menacing, like winged monster. I think this was the first version of Dracula to do that. And now that's, that's like fair, a, a new trope. Because that's it, it is it is interesting that you say that because because thinking back, I feel like there is sort of a just like with any you know mythological creature we have, everything is going to give it its own spin. But I feel like that is something that's not often done. Oftentimes, vampires stay in the current form that they look like, or they can turn into a bat. Like an actual they look bat. humanoid. Maybe they can turn into a bat. But even then, that's a little bit. It's it's like pretty much all are humanoid looking. Maybe their fangs come out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they can turn into a bat. That's a little secondary. Very few can turn into the werewolf equivalent of like a vampire bat thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think I, th I was just super into that aspect of it, of like Dracula, you don't fuck with Dracula. Dracula fucks you. You don't fuck Dracula. And the fact that he Ugh, had endured, <laughs> he had endured for so long, and he's a shapeshifter, you know. Like Gary Oldman, I don't think looks the same in any one scene. True. Whether he's True. young, old, like he now, looks different every time you see Dracula, which is neat. I guess I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Little, little changing to a little bit of a different topic, but I really wanted to ask you both. 
I felt like I missed something. So obviously, Mina, Winona Ryder's character, is clearly the, oh gosh, what do you call it? She's clearly like the re, not reborn, the- Reincarnated or- Reincarnated, thank you. She's clearly the reincarnated version of his wife, Elisabetta, who uh, died by suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's obvious because she's both played by Winona Ryder. But other than us just knowing that, how do we know that? How do we know that? Well, Dracula figures right. that out. Um, as far as how, I'm trying to remember. See, this is where I was confused. I felt like he already. So when when Keanu's character goes to Dracula's castle in Transylvania, my understanding is that Dracula must have already known that his fiance was his reincarnate was Dracula's reincarnated wife, right? But how did he know? And you know what I mean? But but how did he know? And also how did that even happen? So I think it happens when he Keanu Reeves comes to visit and he finds that picture of Mina, right? And that is so when it's he, just a coincidence. I think so. I don't seems, remember now. That seems because see, if it wasn't a coincidence, I'm here for it. If it's a coincidence, that feels like. Suspe- like, like we can only suspend our disbelief so much. Like, are you fucking joking me, really? Well, I mean, if you put it in, like, a more macro perspective, I mean, this takes place, oh, what, like, 450 years after the events of the original film? Like, maybe he has spent this whole time searching for her, and then by, you know, this coincidence, he happens to find her... I mean, that's that's the movie, right? I mean, they make a movie about, you know, these events that take place. Like, there's a reason why it's this particular moment in Dracula's life. Like, yeah, it's kind of convenient, but I mean, that's I why it's taking place in my mind. Point in, in my mind, it would have made more sense or even tracked better or just been better from a storytelling perspective if that's why Dracula had... Keanu's character come to him well right like that makes sense right otherwise it just it just almost doesn't even it just it 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 just feels too silly but Renfield was a colleague of Keanu Reeves right so he went insane so he was basically just taking over the account Right. So in my mind, Renfield goes to serve Dracula. He's like, you know, I will serve you. People think he's insane because he's like to always talking about his master Dracula, blah, blah, blah. So then Keanu takes over the account. All of those things could either have been pre-planned by Dracula or it could have been complete coincidence. And for it to be complete coincidence just seems too contrived i don't travis has been quiet for a while i want to hear what travis thinks about this 
Oh, Paris, I never care about story stuff. I think you're focusing uh, <laughs> too okay. much on it. We're, we're here for the images, the vibe, the the atmosphere, the performances, the uh, grandioseness of it. It's uh, story I mean, secondary. Usually, so I guess the story isn't secondary for me, but if a movie really captures me, like another movie that we've covered here, It Follows. The story on that, if you were to break it down, really, really break it down, it does, there are some plot points that fall apart, but I was so enraptured by all the other stuff that you're saying, like the like the performance and the visuals and the, the music and everything. I was so enraptured by that movie that if some of the plot points don't work, it doesn't bother me. This one, I think the plot points were so heavy and I wasn't already so enraptured by the movie that it took me out. And I think that's kind of my issue with it. Sure. And that's, that's totally valid. Uh, my, my interpretation of the introduction is that I do think it's coincidence. I mean, I do need to, I'm, I do want to and plan to watch the movie again very soon. So maybe right. some things will make more sense on a rewatch. But I hadn't even thought of that until you brought it up. The fact that, For oh, sure. right. Why Why does he even know she exists? You know, like those are the kinds of things that I think of the three of us, I'm probably the most notorious for like getting hung up right. on that plot, <laughs> that plot stuff, you know. But I was, yeah. I was just so invested that it, it didn't concern me. And it doesn't even concern me now. Like regardless of whether it's it's prearranged, my God, or, I was just this so entranced by everything. Had else. you both in its claws, and it didn't get me. It just, didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I'm probably being sounding harsher than I mean. Like I didn't hate it. I just, it didn't encapture me like it sounds like it did for y'all. I think that's you're probably on the more common, more common side, Paris. Like if if you look at the average ratings. On Letterboxd, which, you know, we reference all the time, 3.6 average, right? So, I mean, it's like, uh, Travis and I are in the minority here, I think, you know, just coming for the past 30 minutes, but. Well, yeah, I guess other people just need to catch up. I mean, it got a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's, that feels a little bit higher than that. Well, I mean, there's a difference between reception being mostly positive and it being like i'm not exaggerating when people I say wanting it's a, it's to like jack off to this like, movie as it's happening yeah, yeah. i get it i <laughs> this is like <laughs> a new favorite of mine you know not like all time number one or i anything, think this but. might be a new favorite for me to watch like as a funny thing to make fun of for sure i found that i found actually a lot of fun in that in like kind of goofing on the movie as I was watching it and I was like oh this would be a fun thing to watch with some folks to be like let's watch how silly this movie is you know like a room or not quite that that much but you know like that kind of variety I do I do wonder if you were to watch the movie again having already seen it and kind of having different expectations if you would enjoy it a lot more because I didn't really so go I into guess it. I, I feel when I finished this movie, well, not when I finished, when I was watching it and maybe even right when I finished, I was like, should I give this movie five stars? Because 
I didn't dislike it. If if and that's why I talked about at the top of the episode, what are we viewing this as? I didn't dislike it as a fun, campy movie to poke fun at. If if it, if this was showing at Central Cinema here in Seattle, I would go and I would have a fucking blast. But as a real ass movie, as a real ass horror drama romance, whatever the fuck, like it's just that that it that didn't do much for me. Well, so I, I, I wonder if maybe I Travis, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't I do think the drama is effective. I think the romance is effective, but not it it, it is a silly movie and I, I it's gorgeous and I do think works on those levels, but I I'm, I would never in a million years call this movie serious per se. Like I don't know yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of having its cake and uh, eating it too because there's too much like craft mm. and artistry on display to like just view it as a full on like camp type movie. Uh, but then there's like some goofiness and stuff that doesn't quite work, like Keanu's performance to like call it a full fledged masterpiece. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I feel like I knew what I was getting into about 15 minutes in and I was just enjoying it so much on like a visual level and just like mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said earlier, like I never really even Keanu's performance, I never even really like it didn't really bother me that much because it really just felt like these super famous people uh, dressing up in costumes and like performing this story for like a film adaptation. It didn't yeah, really bother me. Like maybe I'm giving them, maybe I'm giving no, I, them I, too much credit, but like, <laughs> I don't know. This the stuff never really like the negative points never really like bogged my enjoyment down whatsoever. No, I think that's totally fair. And like I said earlier, like it definitely had that like low key play feeling to me. Not like a Broadway play, but like a off off Broadway, where it's not bad. <laughs> But you're like, wow, the costumes are really beautiful, but man, this person's just playing to the back row over here. You know, like it, it just, I don't know. When You, you guys hey, may when, have convinced me to go up a little bit on my star rating. I, I feel Gary like, Oldman I don't know. first shows up in his full uh, Dracula get up and uh, speaks his first line. How hard did you get? <laughs> oh, very hard. <laughs> I could have I could have <laughs> cut a diamond. <laughs> it <clears throat> so I think what it really boils down to for me is that I've never seen anything like this movie. And part of that is its tone. Like I don't think you can really treat it as like a serious prestige Oscar right. film okay. and you can't really treat it not that it's wrong to treat it that way, but I I also think it's just too technically sound to be yeah like a a campy you know midnight cult classic type of film. You know what I mean? And I think it's that mixture that works so well for me that I was like, this is everything that I look for in a movie. It is beautifully filmed, 
the composition of the shots and the editing, it's a masterclass. The gore, awesome. So many beheadings. Horny as hell. Like everything. <laughs> so is many just, beheadings. <laughs> it's just, I, I was in awe watching it, honestly. I, like, I, I felt like this is something that I'd never seen before, probably never will see again. Like, this is Francis Ford Coppola making. Were you kind of kicking yourself watching it, Matt? Like, why the fuck did I sleep on this thing for thirty years? Totally. And why is everybody not talking about this movie every day of their lives? I mean, I I think because one, it is literally as old as I am, but also because it it probably like most people like I had a hard time figuring out how I should the lens and with I in which I should look at this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's some movies where I'm immediately like, Oh, this is a very beautiful, well done drama. Even if it's funny or weird or whatever, like, like, like the lighthouse might be a good example, even though it has some like campy elements. I take that movie seriously, but I think that it's it's kind of like what you're saying. It's in that weird in-between space where it's like you can't really take it too seriously. But it's also not in any way a shitty movie. It's well done, but in, a, in just a way that leaves that camp. I don't know. So I think it's probably not being talked about because it exists in a realm that like I can't think of another movie that exists in that space. Can y'all? Not top of mind anyway. I I do think it's definitely a movie that probably doesn't play to everyone's taste just because it's 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 a weird movie. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to categorize and some of it can could come across as corny. You know, there's a there's a fine line between camp and and just trash. You know what I mean? And if you are not used to or have an appreciation for that level of campiness or self-awareness, whatever you want to call it, it can come across as being dumb, right? Like, I I don't want to speak for well, my father here, thing. but I feel like my how, dad probably thinks this movie is dumb. I should ask him. How self-aware <laughs> do you think this movie is? You know what I mean? That's the other part of it. I think that he that Coppola was going for something like I think it's I do think it's intentionally melodramatic excessive I do think there's a level of excess on display oh yeah everywhere everywhere across the board you know performances to the uh the visuals to um the costuming you know what I mean it's just like Everything is very hyper stylized and over the top. So maybe self-aware isn't the right term to use there, but I do think indulgent. That's the that's the word I'm looking for. I think that it's it's indulgent, but not in a negative way. I think he's just kind of reveling in the indulgency and like the excess of well, when you boil it down to its basics, is a really, it's a classic story, but it's a pretty silly story. You know, the story of Dracula, it's it's amplifying those those aspects 
of the you know the love story turning it into mo- uh, emphasizing the love emphasizing the gore emphasizing the say, sensuality you know you may uh, i feel like you're really convincing me on this <laughs> and like i don't know i'm kind of reevaluating my thoughts on the movie live because on because i have been so back and forth yeah As i don't know should. i feel like uh yeah i i think that we should probably wrap her up i think we've been yeah. talking for a while though i think we should probably do star ratings soon what do you think i don't have anything more to say travis was there anything else you wanted to uh to mention about the film or have you blown every load you have left in you uh, i'm blown I, i'm blown. blown every, every load single damn one uh, y'all need to rehydrate for a rewatch <laughs> gotta drink some milk <laughs> oh my god <laughs> milk milk what's that what is that movie or is it a tv show do you know what i'm talking about some there's some movie or tv show where they talk about like drink drinking milk makes you come more or something like that do you guys know what i'm talking about i know you guys about? can't see no my idea. face but my face is one of disgust <laughs> and sheer horror fuck i can't remember and i hate uh, it <laughs> well anyway that's why i said milk <laughs> Um, okay. Anyway, Travis, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you got any milk left, bud? Yes. You good? Oh, no, I'm spent. <laughs> All right, let, let's do star ratings. These duds have been milked. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no surprise from me. It's five stars. It's it's an all-timer. Oh, yeah. This is a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Same here. Matt, you know what? I was going to guess that you love this movie, too. Yeah? Yep. Th- that was my guess. I was like, Matt's going to give this 5-2 watch. He's having I, the same experience as me right now. <laughs> I kind I kind of had a hunch, too. I thought maybe like a 4.5 from you. Like I thought you would maybe come in a little less hot, but I'm glad to see we both came in rock hard on this one. Oh, yeah. We're coming in real hot. <laughs> well, despite that disgusting imagery that just happened you guys really i feel you guys really convinced me on this one i felt so mixed on it and then had such strong feelings on it from different perspectives but you bumped me up you really bumped me up a full half star on this one and i'm gonna go four stars I think that when COVID is over and we're all in the same place at the same time again, we should get drunk and watch Dracula together and just have a raucous. I mean, I would love that. See, that's to me the proper viewing of this movie, getting really drunk and just enjoying it and not thinking about it too much. Maybe I was thinking about it a lot in the story too much. Yeah, that's well, I told you guys, that's why I was like, how are we looking at this? Because I think I was thinking about it too much. And from that perspective, I didn't like it as much. If I was more intoxicated and more, you know, easing up on it, I think is the way to go. Kurt watch this with you, I'm assuming. He did. He did watch this with me, actually. Did he love it? Yes, and I think he actually liked a lot of the things that I talked about that you guys liked a lot too, like the heavy stylization, 
just a lot of stuff that like fell flat for me after a while. I think he was very much enjoying. I don't know what his star rating would be, but I think he definitely was up there for sure. Very nice. Gotta get Kurt on the show. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> Someday it'll happen. You guys are just trying to replace me. It's fine. No. <laughs> There's no replacement for you, Paris. Uh. You're a necessary <laughs> evil. <laughs> oh, fuck you too, Travis. Wow. Wow. I'm and this is shocking. why the digest oh is God. podcast magic, folks. This is why we do it. <laughs> um, uh. <clears throat> all right. That's going to do it for this double feature. Uh, it is my turn next. And I have decided to go with a couple of Italian cannibal flicks. Or they're not Italian. Are they Italian? I think they are Italian. I'm going to fucking say Italian. And if I'm wrong, at I'll least one myself. is Italian. I'll correct myself when, we, when I need to. Um, I'm going to be doing Cannibal Holocaust, the notorious Cannibal Holocaust. And Cannibal, I actually don't know how to say it. Ferro? Ferox? F E R O X. I thought it was Ferox, like Xerox with an F. Ferox. Honestly, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I've seen. Cannibal Holocaust, I have not seen Cannibal Pharaoh, Ferox, whatever it is. They came out of your part. They're both notoriously graphic cannibal films. Banned is, in like 50 countries. It's hell huge. yeah. Is this a sequel to, is Ferox or whatever a sequel to Holocaust or no? No, they are, relation? they are unrelated. I believe they have no relation to one another. Um, I uh. honestly, I think... So they're both Italian. Um, yeah, uh, I'll I'll I get have, into the background of it later. But they're both I notoriously have no graphic. Interest films. in watching these. Have you seen either of them, Travis? No, I'm I'm a wuss now. I don't like gross stuff. Like to this. quote this our group chat, <laughs> Travis said, "That's pure torture." Is Borderline that what you said, torture. Travis? Borderline, Borderline torture. torture. There we go. <laughs> so I do think they're. I don't know Cannibal Fero, like I said, but Cannibal Holocaust, um, there's some stuff to talk about. It's not just a gore film. I, I do think we'll have a a uh, interesting conversation about these two films. So keep in mind, though, they are very, very notoriously graphic, including mm -hmm. some uh, actual animal mutilation uh Great. So I just want to oh. caution you. Wait, like, and we can like veto animals it. actually were harmed in the making of these movies? In the case of Cannibal Holocaust, yes, at least one animal. Uh, yes. Wait, is this the one where they use actual dead bodies and people were so grossed out that they had to like stop that practice forever? Is this uh, that one? That like classic that that like. Is that that one? So I don't know for sure. Oh I don't my think so. God, Matt. I don't think so. The dead body thing, I think, is a is a is a myth. Um, definitely violence toward an animal animals. It's we can talk about it if we need to veto it. We can, but they are at least Campbell Holocaust, and I know the other one too. Very graphic. Uh, very controversial. They're considered exploitation films, right? So we can have a conversation. No <laughs> <laughs> uh. Jesus. 
So get stoked. Uh, it's going to be huge. We'll see. Subject to change. I did just kind of spring this on my co-host, but um, I do think there's, even if the some of the content may be um, difficult, uh, I do think there is some value in, in talking about these films. So I'm, I'm excited to, we'll see. Matt, you're a fucking sadist and I don't <laughs> want to hear like, I hate this. Oh, I just wait until stress. you hear what I'm going to pair with a sallow 120 days of Sodom. Oh, it's going to be no. huge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you guys watch sallow. That in a Serbian film. It's all. Oh, it's going to be huge. Get ready, guys. That's going to do it for this horror movies? <laughs> no. Well, a Serbian <laughs> film, maybe. I don't know, but exploitation film for sure we need to wrap this up i'm trying to get the fuck away from both of y'all as mostly mad as soon as possible jesus that is gonna do it for this <laughs> week's show thank you everybody for listening special shout out to kurt morin for supplying the official theme song of the digest intro and outro music check the show notes for a link to his site check out some of his work Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will return. Stay spooky. Stay scared.